1: And welcome to the Summer Slam Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture. To look ahead to tonight's SummerSlam pay per view. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Cool Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions like this one, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture, as I said, though, joined by Michael Hanflo, look ahead to SummerSlam, which is going out tonight at time of recording. <laughs> it's Thursday afternoon, but it's going out tonight on Saturday, and I do join us for the live stream for that. And we did this a few weeks ago. Looking at this card, again, at time of recording, 10 matches on it. I think this is a bloody good SummerSlam,
2: you know. It's not bad, you know. Um, I think there's two things that make this card potentially even better on the night than it looks on paper. Uh, number one is the fact that, of course, we're dealing with a minimum of 40,000 people. This is not even the spaced out WrestleMania night one, but a real legit stadium. Three quarters full, they might even get some more in on mm. the day. It's Las Vegas, there's going to be holidaymakers, there's going to be tourists. And the fact that, due to reasons beyond WWE's control, thank goodness for that, this can only go a certain length. Um, we have been on the wrong end of WWE promising <laughs> to be out of the building by a certain time of night before in our lives. That's Not the case in Vegas, I believe it's boxing going on, and mm-hmm. um, not to mention the fact that like Las Vegas is this entertainment hub, so there'll be other things that people want to go to. They're gonna have to be fairly tight with time, and it's like gonna be what a 10 11 match card that sort of night. Packing that into three to three and a half hours. Is already more appealing than the prospect of them thinking arenas are back, giant cards are back, seven hours are back. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Nobody wants to see any of that again. So I think that just should put everybody in a good mood for mm. the show. And hopefully there's not enough time to ruin that buzz. Challenge
1: accepted. <laughs> uh, let's start with a match that should hopefully be short. That'd be the WWE Championship match, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Uh we were chatting about this earlier on the week, me and Murray, when we were answering the questions on the news. And they, someone pointed out, we've been very dismissive of like, well, oh, this will be nice, a nice short match and a good win for Bobby Lashley. And then someone said, yeah, what what if it's not just A, either a short match or B, not a win for Bobby Lashley? It feels, I mean, we, we were looking just earlier on today about Goldberg, talking about he's only got a couple of matches left on his WWE contract, which either makes you think, well, I'll put the title on him, or... Well, one more go around how how are you feeling confidence wise in terms of bobby lashley retaining
2: um i'm feeling medium confident on that result i'm just not feeling terribly excited about this wwe and we've touched upon this most weeks on the raw review i've had the better part of a month to drop a hook for this feud and they haven't done it um I'm not going to crack the same joke again about using a wrestler's child because one happens to be called (laughs) Hook on the other channel. But they have profoundly failed to tell any kind of significant story about why this match is happening, other than our old favourite, it's official. Goldberg kind of exists in Bobby Lashley's life for a bit. Then a couple of weeks later, the match is happening. Bobby Lashley rejected out of hand the first time, but there was nothing that needly that dragged him into saying, yeah, all right, then I'll fight you. Maybe that could have been the inciting moment between them, you know. And they're also battling against this existential dread people have about Bill Goldberg. That amazing Brock Lesnar run of 2016-2017 feels even longer than the four or five years ago it actually was. People are reminiscing about the dreadful 2020 stuff with The Fiend and Braun Strowman. don't have much nice to say about the 2019 match against The Undertaker when he had to go longer than the requisite two-minute Goldberg squash. Um, So much so pretty fun one against Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam mm. 2019 has been largely forgotten. People don't remember that Goldberg, explosively over two minutes, can still be quite a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it's just the Drew McIntyre match, I thought, made uh, Drew a bigger star as a result. But most people just want to remember that he wore baggy shorts instead of his trunks. There's just not many nice things being said about Goldberg. And they've not found much to make Lashley feel like an explosive opponent. The match has got to be all those things. It's got to be explosive. It's got to be quick. Lashley's got to look deadly in beating him. Goldberg, with one spear, hopefully not a jackhammer, has got to look deadly in getting a two count. And then that's pretty much it. Maybe, as we said, that'll benefit from the fact that at least two of these matches, maybe even three or four, have got to be kept brief. Maybe they'll benefit from that. If there was going to be one cash-in on this show, I would want it here. Um, But we have sort of discussed over the desks today. The idea that maybe Goldberg, with his two-match deal, would be like, Oh, no, that's three matches. <laughs> like, Yeah, but Goldberg, you're already out there in chunks. Biggie's come out with a briefcase. Just take a big ending. Sounds like a match to me, pal. Like <laughs> holding them up for a hundred grand or something like that, or going down the old Jeff Jarrett route and getting half a milli before getting out of there. Um, there is something to Biggie cashing in on Goldberg specifically. Because mm. I get the sense the fans are going to be deeply unhappy at the prospect of Goldberg lifting that title at the end. So Biggie's music hitting and that wave of realization amongst the crowd. It's happening, it's happening, and Big E, leave me, like, amazing moment when you're back in a stadium. They're going to want something on this show that mirrors the emotion of Banks Belair from WrestleMania night one, and assuming it's not going to be Banks Belair <laughs> on this card, <laughs> maybe it's that, maybe it's Big E.
1: Yeah, I mean, just talk about Big E, obviously he's on a different brand but that doesn't really matter and we are assuming as I said we're recording this in advance he's got the briefcase back from Baron mm, Corbin who just yeah. legged it on last week's Smackdown but we're recording that before that now so who knows maybe it's been flogged by Baron <laughs> Corbin to, to save him some money or something but uh, yeah I, I think as much as he's on the brand with with Roman Reigns and John Cena I, I wouldn't involve him in any of that and I feel like going forward if he, it's a, such a beautiful story if he cashes in on Goldberg and that wave of or the roller coaster of oh bollocks um, <laughs> Goldberg's beaten Bobby Lashley to like oh okay and then you can literally just go right we'll move forward with Lashley versus Big E and take Goldberg out of the picture really yeah. and then you've got the history with Xavier Woods and Kofi and what have you yeah I really like that as an idea I I hope for the time being I hope it is just. Like you say, a spear right out the gate, even though people should be ready that he's going to have an explosive start. Maybe setting up for another spear. Like you say, uh, Jack Hammond makes me very, very worried. And Bobby Lashley, his insane athleticism when he's like 40-odd or whatever he is, dive over it, uh, maybe have have Goldberg go into the post. But again, that's risky considering what's, what we've had in the past there. And then just, yeah, like you say, a just domination from Bobby Lashley and three minutes, four minutes at most.
2: Goldberg always looks pretty knackered just from his entrance. So they need to build a rest in early. Why don't the referee ring the bell and then both of them hit spears on each other at the same time <laughs> and you get them down for a nine count and then Lashley just is the first one to get up and just beat him. Like hits him again or something like that and that's a lot. Like he's floored him with a spear but he's just too knackered to get back up from Bobby's.
1: So either way, Goldberg doesn't leave his WWE champion one way or another. And the whole thing wants to go about
2: 90, 90 to 100 seconds. Yeah. I
1: Let's talk about the Universal Championship match though because... I, um, I've been excited about this match from the moment it was even first hinted at, mm. and then it finally came to fruition. And we've had a lot of missionary talk <laughs> on SmackDown. But John Cena, Roman Reigns is has so many great prospects there. Like, I un- un- unquestionably want Roman Reigns to leave, possibly even to do a sort of flash, uh, Lashley, Lesnar uh, Cena match dominating him mm. after he said, oh, well, all I need to do is hang in there and one, two, three. It's yeah. like, well, I'll try hanging in with this version of Roman Reigns sort of thing. But there's also the potential, obviously, of John Cena beating Roman Reigns, of becoming this record-breaking world champion. Or I can't remember who I saw suggesting this on Twitter, and I don't know whether or not you think it's a good idea or not. Roman Reigns submitting John Cena as a potential finish as well, just a you know, cherry on the icing on the cake sort of thing. How, how do you see this one playing out?
2: I love that because Cena always has those like rally towels that say "never give up." Mm. He? So imagine just Roman like wiping the sweat off his face and throwing it into the crowd or something like that. Yeah, hopefully the whole point of what's felt a little bit like a revisiting of the 2017 feud with John Cena constantly talking down to Roman Reigns, attempting to undermine him in all those like cartoonish ways. Hopefully, all of that has existed for John Cena to get absolutely monstered at SummerSlam to not realize what he's walking into. John Cena. Gone to Hollywood, a little bit cocksure, hasn't remembered the lessons that Brock Lesnar taught him in 2014, and certainly hasn't spotted what Roman Reigns has become in the last 12 months while he was trying to escape the Firefly Funhouse from WrestleMania 36. Um, Hopefully that's what this has been all about. Like, he can't be this tone deaf and thick as pig without it being for this purpose. Mm. So, I want to see that. I want to see. He's going to get a couple of cool comeback spots. Of course, he is. But you've talked a
1: lot in the past about Roman trying to avoid as, a fight as much as possible, mm. cowardly sort of heel. And then when he finally goes, oh, bloody all right, I'll have to do this then. Yeah. And then you That's see the it. real side of him. When he's
2: got to get that gold glove dirty, he does <laughs> with people's sweat and blood and the odd spare tooth. Um, yeah, Cena's comeback should be really cool. And you can get at least one spot. I would say probably a pop-up attitude adjustment. So all is looking lost. And then he hits that of all things out of nowhere because he has just said it's going to be as easy as one, two, three. But he's only going to get the 1, 2. And then Roman's got a bit of recovery time. So Cena can get in a couple of spots and can maybe try and set up from him again. He's going to go for something obnoxious like the you can't see me. Like, <laughs> that's not going to sit well no. with Roman Reigns, the head of the table. He's going to pop up and Superman punch him and decimate him. I don't think this is going to be like a short squash. You can probably tell a 10-minute story maybe with just that, with Roman likes to talk. He went down, his heel stuff went down brilliantly with the WrestleMania crowd. I'm reminded of that spot by the table where he just stopped what he was doing to jaw jack with somebody at ringside and then got on with, I think it was putting Daniel Bryan through a table maybe. Mm. I look forward to some of that because I just love the way he interacted and is continued to interact with crowds. Um, John Cena is going to do a couple of those Again, fairly cartoonish, but he's an actor now, so maybe he's better. But those big, wide-eyed looks to the hard camera as if somebody reached through the screen and helped me because I am knackered, I am in deep water here. And then, yeah, the only caveat I want to put to all of that because it does feel like the right way to go. A couple of people from within WWE have said, and it's to the usual news resources, so I know some people won't take this with anything more than a grain of salt, have said they have no intention of responding CM Punk's impending debut in AEW. I say impending, it's happened now. I mm. loved it.
1: I really I enjoyed. didn't <laughs> think
2: we were going to go with CM Punk versus Hulk Hogan all out, but fair play for them having a second surprise up the sleeve, big one. Um, you know, Hogan's going to get booed in Chicago, so his, CM Punk's got the hometown, feel yeah. home field advantage there. But yeah, fair play to them for that. But yeah, no, there's going to be the idea was that we're not going to respond to that, we don't care. Then they're, they're no selling it. John Cena, in the same week that that news story came out, Did his own. I'm going to drop a CM Punk reference into my promo thing, the old kiss goodbye sort of thing. It would be quite the response to CM Punk to do a CM Punk angle and have John Cena be holding that Universal title and kissing Roman Reigns goodbye as he leaves Las Vegas with a belt in tow. In the summer of Cena as well. Summer of Cena. I don't think they will, but as soon as stories even emerged, I'm not even bothered. I was thinking, oh, they're really yeah, yeah. are they really bothered? How are they going to show how not bothered they are? So there's that little nagging thing in the back of my mind because if Cena, Cena's schedule is supposed to end at SummerSlam, so that would be another callback to Punk's schedule in Ring of Honor when it was like everybody thought it was his last night and he won the belt. That's what happened in Ring of Honor. Same Punk's leaving, it's been brilliant. And he wins the title and signs his WWE contract on it. Imagine if John Cena mirrored that and won the title on his quote-unquote last night. WWE would probably get huge hype for the rematch but I just don't want to see Roman Reigns' no. title reign end like that. That's a nightmare response scenario rather than something that rewards the last 12 months of booking. So I've, I've only said that just to worry people. Yeah, not because I think it's actually going to As happen. much as I'd
1: be intrigued for Vin Diesel to do it for family or, <laughs> or for the lightning fist to be the thing that
2: puts down Roman Reigns. Oh, my Reigns. God, I'd forgotten about the lightning fist. I'd forgotten all about the lightning fist. I've not spent enough time in the office with Phil Chambers to remember <laughs> that the lightning fist is a thing. Oh, God. Yeah, you can't beat him with a lightning fist.
1: I also thought, as you were talking... I want talk- him to
2: no-sell it. I want Roman's gorgeous face to no-sell the lightning fist just His to look
0: at him beautiful with
1: teeth. It. Yeah. Just, I also like the idea when you talked about the you-can't-see-me, you, you, you five-knuckle-shuffle thing. If he goes down for you-can't-see-me and gets guillotined, then that's the <laughs> end of the match. <laughs> yes, i think it'd be that. F- Fantastic. Uh, let's talk about more championship matches. There's a whole load on this show. Um, I think I know... I'm probably going to get a one-word answer here, or t- probably two-word answer... Who leaves as Raw Women's Champion? Because, I mean, it's not been a great week for Nikki A.S.H. She got beaten in a singles match by Rhea Ripley, and then she got beaten in a tag match by a team featuring Charlotte Flair, although she didn't get pinned in that one, I suppose. But we've said this all along. Oh, that's nice, because then she'll leave as champion on Saturday. Is it? Is it that straightforward, or is this the end of this fairy tale for her?
2: It is that straightforward. Everyone's, <laughs> a, everyone's a loser. Everybody is a loser. Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley's singles feud that ended at Money in the Bank. I guess it ended the next night because they had a rematch. But ended at Money in the Bank will take some beating as the worst feud of this year. I think that's fair to say. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley versus Nikki A.S.H. is running it pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> that's less than ideal, isn't it? Um, it's not yet as bad as the Charlotte Flair-Rhea Ripley feud. However, it's on the verge of it. And I think Nikki winning at the weekend will possibly complete its uh, transition at the number one slot on the podium. Um, Nikki, since winning that belt, has been positioned mostly as a loser. Yes, she has fought against the odds and she has braved battles with the likes of Charlotte and Rhea and has stood up to the challenge of the two dominant wrestlers on Raw. But how dominant are they? They couldn't tell the time when they were fighting Nikki earlier this year. <laughs> You're not exactly putting over your new champion against these like undefeated stars. They're theoretically undefeated. One's the Queen, one's the Nightmare. But what have they been over the last three months? Complete losers. Like complete jabronis in their own program with each other. So Nikki is in the unfortunate situation of having to try and be a credible champion when she's got no credible challenges and she isn't a credible champion herself. What chance has this got? The match might deliver. The Money in the Bank match was awesome. Legitimately really brilliant. And the triple threat with Asuka at WrestleMania backlash, I think. Yeah. It's pretty strong as well. So there is enough evidence to suggest this might match. This might match, actually might over deliver on the night in terms of quality, Nicky will go over. Nobody will feel anything. And if the Las Vegas crowd are in the same mood as what we're hearing is happening at house shows, the smiling children's superhero, baby face in this roster is going to get booed out of a stadium. I'm sure things will be absolutely fine.
1: Not if Pop.Wav's got something to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do believe they are going
1: to be at SummerSlam. 16-time uh, as <laughs> champion. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got to agree with you. I'm, I'm slightly concerned that they're going to almost copy what they did at WrestleMania Backlash, i.e. Charlotte hits a natural selection and then gets pushed out and Nikki. I, it's bad. All of this mm-hmm. is bad. Um so I'm gonna move swiftly along to the SmackDown women's championship, which I think if you'd have told me in the immediate aftermath of WrestleMania that they're gonna run this back, I'd have said, Oh cool, that'd be nice for Bianca to really put a you know, a period on the on this whole feud and and, and really Jumpstart will continue, I should say, her might have women's championship reign. And then Sasha Banks has come back, and I've gone, oh, I think I want her to win the title again. Is
2: that bad? I don't think it's bad. I think it's team bad. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree. Um, this is one of them cases where, as you say, had I think we probably pitched this at the time before Sasha disappeared off television properly. I think we probably would have all assumed that they would have gone to the rematch at WrestleMania, and that would have solidified Bianca Belair. That hasn't happened. Bailey pretty much did that instead. You know, their feud went on so long that that was the job of her, I guess, was to try and make Bianca a credible champion. It's kind of the only real feud she's had other than um, Sasha, you know, Mm. mini TV thing with Carmella here and there. Um, But yes, it's been a... It's not been a rubbish reign for Bianca Bella. It's not been an amazing one, but it's not been a complete disaster. And I think it's okay to end this one here because Sasha Banks is the established star. She is the veteran. It's okay for... The veterans who have gone away, studied, learned the lessons of the last time, and beat this, not a rookie, but this champion that's still living their dream. It's okay for the belt to change hands here. And I say this as somebody that loves both of these wrestlers mm. and wants them both to succeed. Only one can hold the title at once. What this isn't going to do is headline. And it felt exactly like a headliner should at WrestleMania. It felt enormous. It felt like the biggest match on the card. It felt like a dream match. It was hugely emotional. It was one of, it's probably my favorite match of the year in WWE at least. Mm -hmm. Um, Had the amazing hair whip spot, which we're going to revisit here because it's been about hair stuff and the contract signing and with Sasha Banks using the hair for the Mm -hmm. bank statement on the table and the, not the go-home SmackDown, but the one before. I think we're going to have that teased again, but I think Sasha is going to dodge it second time around. She's going to be wise to it. She wants to be. She looks down every day and sees a massive scar across (laughs) her belly. That's (laughs) a reminder of what happened to her at WrestleMania. Sasha retains here and then you build the rubber match for a pay-per-view of your choice Mm. as the main event. Yeah. You know, that becomes the headliner. These two have been fortunate to only feud in front of crowds. How awesome is that? They had their first match at WrestleMania. (sighs) They've had this comeback stuff while the crowds have returned, and now they're going to get their second match in front of this massive Las Vegas attendance. Find the next big attendance pay-per-view and have these two headline it to determine who is categorically the best I think Bianca wins that, and Mm -hmm. it becomes the making of her. But I think in order to do that, you probably do need to switch the title here.
1: And you've got, I don't know when the draft is, but Sasha's not going to be, it doesn't have to necessarily just be stuck on SmackDown. You could be moved around or whatever. Um, I really like that. I I do think Sasha may well regain this title.
2: Match of the night still, even though it's not the main event? Could be. It's going to be working against um, Cena, Reigns, which I think will be unique. Um, What this card hasn't got on paper is like a certifiable banger. Even Roman and Cena, because it's just, it could be that dominating Mm. thing. It could be a really cool experience, but nothing sort of approaching the four, four and a half, even five stars or whatever your ranking system is. This has probably got the best chance of everything. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
1: transition beautifully from a match of the night contender to Lexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Jesus Christ. What on earth is going to happen when these two clash? And uh, people, the fact that people are, are even contemplating what type of match they're going to have, I think speaks volumes.
2: Well, they're going to have a bad one. That's what type <laughs> of match they're going to have. They're fighting over a doll, They're fighting I think you know the doll's name. They're fighting over a doll, and um, they're fighting over the fact that Eva Marie has returned to Raw, has wanted to assert a dominance in the women's division, but can't because of spooky bollocks and magic and a doll of which... I, I've forgotten the name.
1: I think actually, now you mention it, I think, I think I've think i got her name right about... <coughs> yeah, there it is, there we yeah, go. Yeah, that's the guy.
2: Um, like, it's not even accurate to say they're fighting over a doll. Eva Marie and her own tag team partner, DoDrop are fighting over a doll. Yeah. On Raw... Dewdrop was like, it's a doll. And then all of a sudden was pretty scared by it winking. So even Marie was like, it's a fucking doll. (laughs) Go and get the doll. I don't want to get the doll. It's winking at me. I don't like the doll. So they're feuding with each other. They just can't coexist. They didn't even exist. This feud started (laughs) in week one of their partnership, right? Alexa Bliss, in the meantime, has been the the straw that stirs the drink. I don't (laughs) want the drink. (laughs) Thank you. I've had enough of the drink. So Alexa Bliss wins um, as a wrestling match. Alexa, I, I like Eva Marie as a piss boiler of a character. But Alexa Bliss is going to be required to carry the load from an in-ring point of view. Mm. And she isn't permitted to wrestle anymore. Have you noticed that when Alexa Bliss does a wrestling move, the crowd go wild? Because they remember that there used to be a quite good wrestler underneath this ridiculous character. It's a
1: great sister Abigail.
2: <laughs> yeah, a great sister Abigail. Um, I just, I cannot fathom why they continue to handcuff her with this gimmick at this point. You know, the guy that originated it is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't appear that people... want I mean, to for- And it
1: reminds them. Yeah, there? they don't
2: want to forget that he's gone. She gets these chants, and yet they put her in a wrestling match because they obviously love the character, and it's against the one person that she's kind of got to carry through. I do expect Dewdrop to get involved, but don't worry, because that interference is going to be neutralised by an inanimate object, brother. Um, yeah, the doll is gonna do that with wink again at do doodrop. drop's gonna get on the apron to do something and then suddenly get drop off the apron. And he goes, What are you doing? What are you doing? She's gonna point this going to Lily in the corner on the other apron. And the referee's gonna do that. <laughs> uh, you're out here to Lily. <laughs> so Lily's gonna have to leave by herself and then now I can interfere. But then the voodoo's gonna attack and she's gonna Alexa's gonna hypnotize her to walk out and follow the doll out of the venue or something like that. Forty thousand people are gonna think we paid for this. Las Vegas. I know it's Las Vegas, but we shouldn't have taken a gamble on buying a ticket for a show. Um, Weed is
1: legal in Las Vegas now, I think, so we're (laughs) We're all good.
2: I I love the idea of a heel miscommunication over a doll. I really, really do. Um, I think
1: this is going to be one of those matches on the night. We're doing a live stream for it, obviously. That I'm going to be like, I'm a bit tired, a bit dead. Oh, hang on, it's the Alexa Bliss. Here we go. Let's go for this one. So I'm I'm. I'm looking forward to it, but yes, Alexa has to win. Do
2: you know what I do potentially like about this, considering that they've just played so fast and least with Alexa as a healer or a babyface anyway? Emerging out of this, I am not completely against heal Alexa Bliss versus babyface Nikki A S H. If there's one mm. character that you can kind of justify being lame enough to be scared of Alexa stuff and just to, like, we used to be friends, and she's like, what do you mean we still can be friends? You've got this mask now, you know? You're like, all these people you hide behind a mask. Isn't that right? Come to my park. They're probably going to do that. Aren't they? That's mm. probably going to be the raw
1: type of problem. And I've just looked. I've just got the Wikipedia page in front of me. You know what's next after SummerSlam,
2: don't you? Oh, I, 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 have, have I forgotten a pay-per-view called Spooky Nonsense? Uh, Extreme Rules, the horror show. Oh, my God. Of course, Extreme Rules. Perfect. Yes. They're going to have a fight in Alexis Park, aren't they? There you go. The doll's going to be loaded with, like, a <laughs> snooker ball or
0: something.
1: <laughs> Swing Lily at her head. Let's talk about, I, arguably, I'm just looking at this card, one of the most unpredictable matches on this card in terms of the result. Because you can see it go going either way. Mm-hmm. It's the Raw Tag Team Championship match. very mm-hmm. rare that we'd say something like that. But AJ Styles and big-jawed, almost, taking on the newly reunited RK Bro. They've hooked me on this on Raw. I really like what they've done. I've got to give them credit.
2: Yeah, so this was hot, if you can use that term, in the Thunderdome era. RK-Bro were immediately feeling like the um, the act on Raw that people wanted to actually root for. Three hours and you've got nobody to root for, can you imagine? <laughs> but like RK-Bro became that act. Um, and yeah, it could go either way. It does feel unpredictable. Um, if RK-Bro win the titles, great, because their journey has felt one that it's been enjoyable to be on. Um, even down to two weeks ago when Randy Orton... RKO'd Matt Riddle but Matt Riddle smiled and Byron Saxon said, Oh, that means they're friends <laughs> Randy Orton respects me too you should see what he does to me backstage he's been a relentless bully my entire career um, so like you know we got the, the coming together of them officially on the go home show they've managed WWE to their credit to keep Orton off television for whatever reasons he was off but to the point where it's peaked at the right time for this big match in this big stadium it's pretty cool and winning the titles is a nice feel-good moment. They can go on and have them for a sustained period, and then you do the split. Or, of course, our heroes implode on the biggest stage. This is the first true test of them as a team, and as a unified team, just days after Orton has finally pledged some allegiance to Riddle. But all it might take is a miscommunication in the match for Orton to just look and think, oh, why did I name more colours to your mast? You're that same dickhead you were on that scooter couldn't speak to Asuka without laughing and having to walk off camera. You're exactly who you were when how did all this begin? Was it like Elias and Jackson were like a throwing fruit or something and Orton walked away? Am I getting my storylines mixed up, but like, you're that tit from all the way back then and you've never changed. And I was, why did I let down my apex predator guard <laughs> and become your <laughs> friend? And then they implode. Perhaps he boots him in the head. Because an RKO isn't a turn. We know that now. The turn is the is the punt, mm. isn't it? A punt to a custard pie in the face, type figure in Matt Riddle. Um I, I don't think that happens here. I think they win the title. I agree, and I think it's defeat along the way that causes the punt.
1: I feel like you could ha- easily have a, 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 a sort of intriguing storyline where it's which team's going to split if you have Miz and Morrison, for example, challenging RK Bro down the line. Even though I'm just, I'm literally trying to think of any other heel tag teams because I feel like I love AJ Styles and Owens, but I feel like they may have slightly run their course a little bit as, as tag champs, and I feel like RK Bro have got the the rub of the green right now.
2: I think as well if you do something. Like neutralise Omos with an RKO on the floor or something. And he's just, that's the only thing they've been able to do to stop him. Like, Riddle has to lift his legs up just so Orton can RKO him off it or something like that. And then AJ is slim pickings for an RKO or a Broderick or whatever, something like that. Um, You don't need to pin Omos just to get the belt off them.
1: Let's try and keep this as brief as the match is going to be. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Shanky and Veer, they're Jinder's heavies and they're banned from ringside. It's going to be a one-sided batter in this, isn't it? This is going to be short, hopefully, as well, with their timing issues.
2: Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, if you've seen the Holy Grail, obviously, Drew is going to cut off each one of Jinder's arms and legs. <laughs> Jinder's going to say it's just a flesh wound, so then he's going to clear more in, in the head. And it's largely just member's body is just going to fall to the mat, because otherwise, why have they involved a sword? Well, born. Why have they involved a sword? <laughs> we know why. Sidgwick nailed the pitch on the Raw Preview. Jinder Mahal is going to shoot himself. Literally. We and poo. we and poo, poo and we, we and poo. Booked by a septuagenarian. Poo-wee, pooey wee poo-wee, poo Ex-WWE champion. Still can't get his title back in front of a crowd. But he makes the well wrestler poo himself. <laughs> and with it's a gonna,
1: sword. Another one of those stories where they walk through. Just gonna be, uh, <laughs> from
2: just it's going to be like, standing elevation from a no headset. It's like the idea as well that, like, to and poo And then, like, Drew has to look at his sword like, this is for you. mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so God, like, yeah. yeah. poo wee poo poo
1: Let's talk about a U.S. Championship match. Sheamus, Damien Priest, Damien Priest, who, I mean, he, he's, he's been considering he's been in the bloody zombie match. He's no flies on him. To be fair, I th- I think this is ready made for him to to get this sort of mid card title for the time being. You feel like he's going to be, you know, up in the main events soon enough. He's, I've not heard many people say a bad thing about Damien Priest.
2: No, appropriated him with flies because he is indeed swimming in shit as well. <laughs> um, no, in spite of, you know, the systemic rot that does away with so many of the young fledgling careers, uh, Damien Priest has had a pretty tremendous 2021. It is quite something that basically is only feud, feuded with the Miz and Morrison and I guess technically Seamus for the benefit of this mm-hmm. program since he's arrived and he doesn't feel terribly stale. I think there's actually been a couple of quite well-timed, short-term injuries. Mm. Nothing serious, just something that has to take him off television so he's felt fresh. The United States Championship is not some sort of we're strapping the rocket to him. But the win and what that represents is he's going to win this belt, ultimately he's got to lose it at some point. But just like when Riddle lost it to Sheamus, that was a loss upwards. Mm -hmm. That'll be Damian Priest's loss upwards if they don't get bored of him in that time while he's got the title. I think this match should be decent. I think it's going to be hard hitting. They're both big lads. They're both super experienced. A little bit of trivia, you know. Um, Damien Priest, as we know, is a bit older than he looks, and Sheamus has been kicking around a long time. I had a look online. I think there is only five years' difference in age between the cumulative total of Sheamus and Damien Priest and Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan in 1997. <laughs> on WWE called Age in the Cage. <laughs> five years' difference. Um, but nonetheless, they should use that experience. They don't feel like ancient characters mm. compared to as Hogan and Piper did in 97. I think the match should be decent. Um, I wouldn't be doing backflips on its quality, but it will help Priest. And I think this good run of his will continue.
1: Yeah. And you could have, I don't know, AJ Styles potentially going after that afterwards. There'd be yeah. a hell of a feud to go forward. I'm just looking at people. I'm taking titles off on this show. Um, Edge Seth Rollins. Mm. What a match that's going to be.
2: Yeah, love this. Another one that I think is pretty unpredictable. You can find reasons for both to win. Edge is still in the weird... He's nearly been back two years, but we're still in the honeymoon. That is evidenced by the fans' responses. Even if he wasn't saying, Give it to me! They'd still be giving them to him because he's clearly beloved. Um, Seth Rollins has been pretty good. I've enjoyed... I say this cautiously and nervously because I don't want to get burned by his next program being terrible. But I think this program's been entertaining, and he's been entertaining in it, and I think he's going to win here. Um, Seth Rollins has been big on the, oh, Grandpa, oh, you're really old. I'm the rated R superstar now. I'm everything that you can never be because you're too old for it. But he has done quite an effective job putting over what Edge has once had, even if he's not got it now. The only threat that you have, Edge, is if you can summon the guy that you used to be. And now Edge has taken to doing just that. He's trying to be a bit more sly, and there was that week when he kind of said, come on, not going to hit you. No. Not going to hit you. And then he hit him <laughs> because the rated R superstar lurks underneath the rated da, super da. <laughs> but that's, he's this like old nice guy now, always with a smile and a hair off for everyone. But he's still, he can be a dick if he needs to be. And that was what he was showing. I think he's going to show it in the body of the match. I think that's going to be great. But WWE deserve a bit of earnest credit here, honestly, for how long they've had Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns as a big title match on their mind. All of this began before Money in the Bank when Seth Rollins walked into Adam Pearce's office and said, Paul Heyman was about to list a bunch of people that Roman Reigns has beat. He hasn't beaten me mm. and I'm not scared of him because I've beaten him before. The Shield, yada, yada, yada and still didn't get his title shot. So the bulldog throwing bins around at Stephanie. Man, where's my title shot? <laughs> so he goes into Money in the Bank says, well, I'm going to do it better than you did. Edge and Edge is like, fine, I'll just get my title shot just by getting one. So Seth gets more and more annoyed. The story's been genuinely well told yeah. to get us to this point. Seth winning is the end of that story. He's found himself with an unexpected problem when one day he just walked in and asked for a title shot. All of this has happened as a result. He deals with this problem at SummerSlam and it sets him up for a pretty sizable Roman Reigns. Like, Seth is sort of the perfect B Roman Reigns opponent. He's yeah. right there with Daniel Bryan. You get the feeling that Roman Reigns will beat him, but it's very easy to believe it as a challenge. So I think he wins here. Edge can absorb this and take another few months off and they can set up something big for him whenever he fancies.
1: And I feel like if Edge is going to be elevated back into the title picture, it's the WWE Championship rather Mm. than the Universal Championship. So maybe he's someone again who transfers to to Monday Night Raw, for example, off the back of that. And maybe they have Seth and Roman at Extreme Rules and they go, do you remember when the shield split and Seth hit Roman with a chair and there was no one else in the ring at the time? (laughs) Remember that? Um... I don't know. I, I like. I I can completely see where you're going, and I think you're probably right that Seth Rollins needs the victory to progress further, and has just sort of been a an annoyance rather than a, a, a consistently victorious person. But it is Edge? Eh. No, I think you're probably right. I, th- I feel like Edge can lose, like say, go off, maybe even gets, you know, s- several vicious curb stomps to, and you know, fulfill his Finish promise the job, exactly. He goes away and then he can come back on Raw and he's not going to lost any of his shine and people are still going to believe that yeah he could go in and and and, and win the world title mm-hmm. just on the red brand rather than the blue one. Um, before we conclude uh, this, uh, there's another match I think we need to mention. I'll get to that in a second. Any surprise appearances you reckon, or are they going to save that maybe for the for the Raw after Summerslam? Because it was when we speculated on Mania, obviously it was like well they have to do it now because the next night they're in front of TV screens again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Becky Lynch is a name that's always going to be mentioned in around this and especially around this weekend, they want to dominate the conversation as well.
2: Yeah. Um, as you say, there's a, there is a need and a thirst to make this SummerSlam weekend rather than anything else weekend. I'm not so sure on surprises. I'd, they will probably want to deliver something. Um, so a Becky Lynch would be ideal because all she needs to do really is walk out and stare down somebody. Um, Also, what sprung to mind for me was, how did we get to John Cena versus Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns puts a guy away, then thunderous pop at the surprise unannounced arrival of John Cena to come and challenge Roman, or at least look at him and say, down the road, it's going to be me and you. Could you mirror that with Brock Lesnar? (gasps) And he doesn't even need to go to the ring. He just stands on the ramp, and Michael Cole takes us off the air, screaming, what does this mean? Because Paul Heyman, at this point, has manoeuvred himself to the middle of the ramp. He's got the Universal title in his hand, but he's got his original boy at the top of the ramp. And I just, something along those lines in the same vein that they brought Cena out. Just the music, just a quick stare off the air. It's going to drive people to SmackDown. It's going to be a huge talking point for the weekend. It's going to be the last thing that you see. And of course, they could probably wait till Survivor Series to do it, or Royal Rumble to do it, something like that. Um, Maybe a Brock or a Becky, but something along those lines, I think is all you really need. I could genuinely see them going, well, you know what this means?
1: Smackdown, three hours
2: going <laughs> forward. <laughs> oh, jeez, I hope not. I wouldn't rule it out. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, it's it's been whispered, hasn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, or I could see Becky, for example, if, if Charlotte does win the Raw Women's mm. Championship against or something like that would be great. Um... Just a small matter of the SmackDown tag team. I don't know why I've left this to last. SmackDown tag team championship match: uh, the Usos versus the Mysterios. Uh, will they come via portal? And who leaves as <laughs> SmackDown tag champs for you?
2: I totally forgot about the Mysterio portal. Why it was on a kickoff? There was like I, I don't remember an entrance as elaborate on the main show than the Mysterios magic portal on the kick. What the? Was that? I don't know. I completely forgot about that. How much did that cost? Like. Oh, my word. That got money's no object. They're, they're trying to get into the podcast game. <laughs> <laughs> I have... I'm going to do it again. I felt a lot like edging in this podcast. Over one. Give, it Give it to me! Give it to me! Give it to me! Yeah. Um, Summerslam. The place where dreams are made. <laughs> the place where Randy Savage and Elizabeth got married in 1991. The place where we went on the highway to hell with Steve Austin and The Undertaker in 1998. The place where John Cena met his reckoning in the form of Brock Lesnar in 2014, the place where Triple H cried and everybody sang the goodbye song. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of saying thank you in, I don't know, 2012, 2013, they all melt together because he's so um, And the place in 2005 where a man climbed a ladder and said, where the f- is Ricky? <laughs> because somebody had missed their cue in a match where a boy's custody was on the line. <laughs> I've not forgotten, you've not forgotten, and Dominic Mysterio has not forgotten. The last month has been spent with Dominic winning the odd match, learning how to cheat, learning how to get on the Usos level. What's dad been doing? Patronizing him. Mm. Nobody likes getting patronized by their parents. I've become a parent and I feel it when I'm patronizing my kids. (laughs) He's been getting patronized. Come on, Dominic. Eyes on the prize, stay in the game, all that sort of stuff. What happened on the smackdown two weeks before SummerSlam? Ray patronised him. Dominic won the match. Mm. How are Ray. He's still only got one eye, mate. You're not watching. <laughs> Give his son a break. So anyway, Dominic's gonna keep his eyes on the prize all the way through. Who's not going to? Ray Mysterio. Dad is gonna let the side down. The Usos are gonna retain. They're gonna keep the belts, all go for the bloodline, on they go at whatever they're doing next. And the Mysterio's gonna be left there. And Ray's like. It's so, okay, son, you kept your eyes on the prize, and that's the main thing. You're like, oh, i like, kept my eyes on the prize, Dad. And, he's and we're make,
1: on the main card, though, so go on my shoulders, Dad. That,
2: yeah, he's like, Ray's injured his knee in the match, probably because they were working his leg, because he didn't keep his eye on the prize. And he's going to carry him back, and he's going to be like, no,
1: come on, get my shoulders. I, w- I would give you a piggyback, but I've greased my back because I know about them putting the feet on my back, so I've been thinking,
2: Dad, I don't know if you realise this. It's a big stadium, so of course... The road is long. <laughs> Honestly,
1: if he goes up, I'm going to be... So,
2: so they've got to walk up the aisle with him on his shoulders, with his greasy back. But Rey Mysterio's so small, isn't he? He's so small. He ain't heavy. <laughs> He's my father. Bang! Electric chair! Yes! In 16 years, Dad. In 16 years. You let Leah date a wrestler, <laughs> but you're telling me that I've not my eyes on the prize? And he just leaves him laying. Speaking of eyes, I'm going to take yours in the next paper. <laughs> I remember, Dad. <laughs> I, eyes on the prize. I want your eyes for a prize, if anything.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it's, gonna be, it's the longest running story. I've ever.
2: <laughs> the the,
1: the it's never <laughs> happened. It's this is this is. I love the fact that we can compare this to me and you texting each other after. Smackdown with like Bailey and Sasha Banks one of the best like long term right. storylines they've done forever except this time it's a sly look from a son <laughs> at his dad going <laughs> so, you, uh, so you're gonna spike the little prick on the, on the ramp
2: you're for a match with Samoa Joe that he didn't even have at ringside for <laughs> you were booking this for like WrestleMania in New York and they were like this is, should we send Dominic out there we did promote it I thought we were gonna have a match for 30 seconds oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, just, <He's> just, just <laughs> send him home we flew him all the way in New York send him home
1: <laughs> well <laughs> I can't wait now. Honestly, I know you're, I think you're off on a holiday from, well, from this weekend. Mm. Your phone, if this happens, <laughs> I don't care if you're watching it or not, spoilers or not. I'll be going, it's going it to mate. <laughs>
2: the voice notes in my ear.
1: Uh... Oh, dearie me. Oh, I can't wait for some so I really am looking forward mm. to this pay-per-view. Uh, in spite of other things, maybe slightly dominating the wrestling conversation this weekend. But we'll have to wait and see. This is at time of recording, at least the biggest thing that's happening this weekend. But who knows? Let us know your thoughts ahead of SummerSlam on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE, all your predictions and the like. Uh, watch there. you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you join us, as I said, for our SummerSlam live stream on Saturday night on WhatCulture's YouTube channel. And subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts and all the fallout from what is a bloody brilliant weekend to be a wrestling fan, basically. But for now, this has been the SummerSlam preview. My thanks to Michael Hamplett. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.